Well, Mike, it is a privilege to welcome you to our audience at Wonderful Words of Life. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please meet my friend, Major Mike Harris. Mike, you, you are stationed in Texas, but your accent betrays you. You are not from there. No, my home is uh, Coventry, England, which, Bernie, if you know your Salvation Army history, is where the Shirley family came from ah. and started the Salvation Army in Philadelphia, or in yeah. America, if you will. So, so that's my home. Very proud to be a, a Coventry kid, as we say. Yeah. Uh, but I've been in these states 29 years now, almost yeah. 29 years. Man. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Your role in Texas now is uh, our Divisional Finance Secretary, and you oversee a number of uh, very important aspects to the Salvation Army's ministry. Can you just explain that in brief to our audience? Yeah, so basically the, the finance secretary uh, sits really as, as the representative of the divisional commander in all things financial. Mm. So that pertains to every Salvation Army uh, church, corps, unit, whatever we want to call that. Uh, so I, I, I encourage the ministers, the officers of the army, uh, in their in their stewardship, if you will, mm. uh, as well as trying to manage things uh, at a headquarters level. But the truth is, you know, we're surrounded by people that God sent our way that work for the Salvation Army and and do a very very good job of filling in the many gaps uh, that I that I leave. Yeah. But at the end of the day, my job is to be the spiritual representative on the financial side. Amen. Well, Mike, your job this week is well throughout the series is to really help us understand uh, more about finances from a biblical perspective. And um, a great place to start, per your suggestion, is talking about every good gift coming from the Father above. Yeah, it's a sort of interesting role I have, uh, Bernie. You know, I'm an ordained minister in the, in the Salvation Army. Mm. So, so when you're cast into this sort of financial world, uh, as I am with financial secretary, uh, the natural approach always is biblical. And the, mm. the Bible talks about stewardship. I mean, stewardship really is created, yeah. uh, I believe, in the, in the words of, uh, of God uh, through the pages of the Bible. So, so the basis of everything that we believe as Christians is faith. Mm. So, so stewardship has to start with faith. And we, we see that again through Scripture. We see in, in Matthew chapter 6, you know, where it talks about the um, consider the wildflowers. You know, they don't labor a spin. Even Solomon in all of his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. Yeah. You know, the, the emphasis of faith uh, and our belief that God has given us everything that we need is the foundation. But we're also in this world where we see practical things as necessary. Mm. So it, it's a case of sort of navigating, I think, uh, the world that we live in in light of this biblical stance of faith. Mm. And you, you have practical opportunities to talk about faith with your team. You're, you oversee all of the finances for the state of Texas, as an example, but you're not a financier. You're not someone that's just doling out money. You're, you're helping people uh, control their funds, account for their funds, uh, distribute as necessary to all of the good that we do in a community. Um, I want to help our listeners understand really the scope of your role and why you bring such expertise to us as uh, as the listener. Yeah, well, basically the scope uh, of what I do is, is to try and help people to to be better stewards of the resources given to them. When I say people, I'm talking about, again, Salvation Army officers, ordained ministers that are, that are in different communities that are trying to to continue the ministry and the work of the Salvation Army uh, which can be hampered or limited by the resources that come their way. So, you know, there's a lot of Salvation Armies uh, that are struggling right now because they simply don't have the money to do the ministry. 
Uh, and, and I see my role, Bernie, in the middle of this <clears throat> is to try and release them of the burden. Mm. You know, so, for instance, if there's a, cor- a Salvation Army Corps church out there uh, that's in debt, and, and sometimes the debt actually is to headquarters, to, to the office I sit in. Yeah. I'm saying to officers, don't worry about the old debt. Don't worry about that. It's going to sit there on a balance sheet. It's, gonna, it's just going to be there. So don't be burdened. I'm not going to call you and say, you owe me X amount of money from years past. Sure. Let's start from where we're at. Let's start from this point forward and try and keep ourselves above water. Because all I'm trying to do is release the burden. There's a great burden that comes with debt. Mm. There really is. We'll talk more about that uh, going forward. Uh, but instead, rely on faith. And, and here's, here's, here's something I believe with all my heart. If we honor God by doing what he's called us to do, and Bernie, as salvationists, our foundation, our basis, everything that we believe is based upon the salvation of the soul. We Amen. believe that the, 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 the world for Christ we sing. Yeah. You know, so if we are true to that and true to the calling and the reason the foundation was brought into existence, we have to believe, therefore, that God will provide. And that's Amen. the point I think I want to get everybody to, including myself. Yeah. And he, you know, God, uh, in scripture, we read about how God cares for the birds and the, the lilies and even knows the, all of the grass in the field. But how much more does he care for something that he created in his own likeness? Yeah. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And, and again, if you, if you look at this from the point of view of, of God being our father, you know, we, we've been adopted through Jesus Christ into this this most remarkable family mm. uh, where God is our father. And as a father, uh, the father's role in many ways is to provide, to provide for his children. Uh, and in this case, you've got this God that can count the hairs on our heads. Now, for some, that's easier than others, <laughs> my friend. Uh, but, but, but he knows that how many hairs are on our heads. And he's promised, he's promised us that he will provide for us. Amen. But our guilty part is, trying to provide for ourselves. And that's where this, 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 the difficulty comes, I guess, in trying to figure out you know, really what it means to have faith while at the same time building under ourselves uh, a foundation based on money, based on property, based on things. Faith, faith it's a very interesting conversation to have. Mm. Where does faith begin uh, and where does self-reliance end? Mm. It's a very interesting conversation to have. No, I don't. I, I never want to take scripture out of context, but we're, we, we are so used to using it as a sense of encouragement. And uh, in, in some of the message notes that you sent us, you used Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for a hope and a future. Now, that doesn't mean prosperity gospel in a sense. You know, we're not promising you uh, a, a future without any sort of financial burden or obligation, but you have a, a passionate response to that kind of idea. I do. I do. Because I want, I want to give you a different word to prosper. Mm-hmm. Prosper comes from the NIV. I think you find if you look at the King James, the word peace ah. is there instead. And, and if you think about prospering, very quickly in our in our minds, certainly living here in the West, we think of prospering as in prospering financially, prospering you know with things, with with assets. Um, but can you think of anything greater than peace? Mm-hmm. I mean, just that that peace. We 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 search after things of the world to give us peace, but you're never going to be satisfied. You always want a bit more. That doesn't bring peace. Mm-hmm. So true prospering in a way 
is indeed peace. And, and as I said, the King James uses that word. And I think, like to think of it more that way. Because for me, Bernie, uh, there may be people out there disagree. There's certainly, a, uh, if you will, a prosperity gospel mindset out there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I think that's very contrary. If I'm following a savior who was homeless and as best as I can tell, had no true source of revenue, yeah. who relied from one town to the next on the generosity of a family that might take him in and give him somewhere to sleep and somewhere to eat. If I'm following that Jesus, and Scripture tells me to, then prosperity, as we look at it, as in the accumulation of wealth, has no true place. That's not, to me, a biblical principle. Uh, but again... We live in this society, this world, and even, dare I say, this country where the accumulation of wealth is seen as a form of blessing. So maybe that's the word that we should be playing with is the word blessing. Mm. Yeah, what is, what is a real blessing? In the Old Testament, it did appear to be the accumulation of wealth. We see Abraham was blessed. We see Job was blessed after all that he did. But the New Testament gives blessing as a different thing. Mm-hmm. It's that peace. It's, it's something that God bestows upon you that's greater Amen. than anything we could accumulate here on earth. Amen. Well, this is a good start to our first in this series with you as our guest. And Mike, I I hope that our listeners are getting something from this. If nothing else, first that God is the creator of peace. Amen. And he created us to love him and to worship him and to trust him. Yes. And you've talked about faith already in this episode. I can't wait to see what you have for us in the weeks to come. Thank you.